lizards. Two wizards. Just because we we keep going back and forth this year of do we want to just like because I, I like I've seen a couple of carved jack o' lanterns out over here, but I think I think most of the thing is just buy a whole pumpkin and set it outside, and then just throw it away at some point. <laughs> really. As opposed, yeah, I, I guess, and, and who knows, maybe it's just the specific neighborhood I'm living in. But then again, there are like a decent number of families around here. Um, hmm. But yeah, it just seems to be like, let's buy seven pumpkins and put them in front of our front door. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Like, yeah, and why? It's and yeah, which like, I don't know if it being more humid would make them like rot faster but yeah. I but I, I don't know if that's it. So so anyway, the point being was that um, yeah, we're not sure if we're just gonna do that or actually carve up some pumpkins because I also like toasting pumpkin seeds. That's that's also a big oh yeah, like actually doing it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's 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 just as much of a of a benefit as actually making your goofy, scary jack o' lantern face because then you you get to eat. Toasted pumpkin seeds for the next like two weeks, and it's great. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> you know what else is great? What's that? Being a wizard. Oh man, it's it's the greatest. It's the greatest. Hi, how's it going? I'm a wizard. I'm Mark. <laughs> Hello, and I'm I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And it's uh, it's going to be a little bit more laid back here today, but. This mm-hmm. will be the first episode of our Halloween challenge. I guess we'll call it a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Little 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 breakdown. Sort of a keeping everyone um keeping everyone abreast of all the ways that we're enjoying the season, all the different things that we're reading or watching or listening to 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 really get into that Halloween spirit. And, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to share my list with you, Josh, because I have a couple that I don't know that I would have found otherwise. Yeah, that is that is kind of the thing. Like, that whole forcing yourself to do something, really, then just sort of out of necessity, you go to places that you wouldn't have thought otherwise, and, and you end up finding really cool things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess before we get too ahead of ourselves, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, Josh, um... What's in your wizard's goblet tonight? Well, it's it's also uh, I, I have a very fitting and appropriate choice, um, and and I'm not going to be so silly as like, oh, and what a coincidence! No, I was very purposeful about this, <laughs> but I am I have in my wizard's goblet my chalice a Samuel Adams Jack O pumpkin ale. Oh. So we're diving in, diving into the pumpkin beer, and and it's it's. You know Sam Adams. I I yeah. I very much respect um, Sam Adams for for sort of like jump starting this renaissance of micro brewing and trying different things back in like the in the aughts, right? Circa right. circa two thousand four, two thousand five, and 
trying to like bring to the greater national consciousness like oh there are there are there are ways to make good beer and like good tasting beer um mm-hmm. but but then again that said like i th- this is going to sound so like pretentious and, no, and no, hipster pizza, of maybe. me pizza. but then it is but then it is it's like it's, it's like i'm drinking this and it's like yeah i could see this blowing my mind uh when i drank this for the first time 15 years ago <laughs> And now it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a thing. Like, it's not overly complex or complicated. It's like this is this right. is a pumpkin beer with some nutmeg and cloves. Yeah, it's just real basic. <clears throat> Good deal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that's okay. Back yeah, to I basics, think. you know. I don't know. Sometimes I really Indeed. just like Indeed. drinking a PBR. I get really tired of. Oh well, this is my oh man imperial triple bock suck a hop plant to death <laughs> in bison it's got notes of moodiness yeah. and you can taste the angst of the irish moors because we packed it with moss yum yum what's that <laughs> oh yes hints of grapefruit linger as well with the nutty full flavored body mix and i'm just like or i'll take Man. pbr thank you yeah that no i'm which also to be fair i i am I my palate can range from from yeah the crafty hipster. Um, this was this was brewed in a in a barn somewhere. I I can do that all the way down to something like I and and this is my Colorado bias showing up. But uh, yes, yeah, sometimes there's just nothing like a Coors Light when you want uh, water that's a little special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's basically what it is, but yeah. What what do you have there with you, good sir? Fate would have it. I too am drinking a pumpkin ale. I have an Upslope mm. Brewing Company pumpkin ale. They're really good. Shout out to Upslope. They're oh man, Upslope sometimes. does good. They do good work. Yeah, it's yeah. like I. I guess maybe I I I may not have sampled all of their latest wares so who knows maybe there's some maybe i dodged i just a think they're better at there. being heavy and then when they they did one this year and it was like a rocky mountain kolsch and it was who buddy it was it was rough uh, and it's like listen i understand you want diversity <laughs> but maybe maybe stay in your lane yeah yeah stick to what you know stick, stick to what you know do like and, and sure like dabble you know try maybe try sample something but yeah definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love, I, I love like just leaning into that stereotype of being like, oh, white guy from Colorado loves microbrew. Wow. <laughs> but I do. I love beer. It's just lean I can into just, that I can sit here and I could yeah. tell you about beer for half an hour, but that's not like we shouldn't. Yeah. Well, well, and and we can we can maybe uh, stick a pin in that one and come back to it later because right now we're getting spooky. We're getting spooky. Yeah, let's get spooky. Talking about. Talking about all those things. Yeah. So um, how do you want to do this, Mark? Do you, do you want, does like one of us want to go through our lists or, and, and then the other, or do we want to kind of trade back and forth? Yeah, let's, let's trade back and forth. Let's do that. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And if, well, if something stands out to you and you want to mention it, yeah, go for it. Do well, it. I guess, uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start us off here. Um, and, and, I, and I didn't read, I didn't read this entire thing because it's like, like 700 pages or so oh, um but this was something but this was something that i uh was aware of before and i kind of knew what it was and what it was about but i never actually looked into it mm-hmm. so i i figured what a better time 
then yeah, the Halloween ooky spooky season to 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 kind of dive into this. And uh, yeah, this enormous document that I'm talking about is the Malleus Maleficarum. Did you really? Also, yeah, I found I found a uh, found an English translation from when is this? No shit. 19- 1928. Oh my god, that's uh, and yeah, awesome. And the uh that's a that that Latin title translates to the witch hammer or the hammer of witches. Yes. Which is which is this document that uh Christians in the um yeah, I'd say like late medieval era, early renaissance kind of era. Yeah. Uh they they wrote this thing to find out who was performing witchcraft and how and why and how to hit them with a hammer. <laughs> well, and, yeah. And like, it, how to identify witches and like, it's, it's right. a straight up like right, right, right. magical text. Like this is oh, dumb yeah. Van Helsing bullshit from back in the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is. But well, it's it like, is yeah, like detection methods and like, mm-hmm. ah, yes. Find the devil's mark upon her breast. Oh, verily. Yeah. Well, and there's even, let me, uh, let me even go to a specific one. So this is in, um, this is it. Yeah, this is the Malleus Maleficarum, the second part treating on the methods by which the works of witchcraft are wrought and directed and how they may be successfully annulled and dissolved. Um, and so, yeah, like the first sort of half is kind of going through just like you were saying, like, how do you identify and do things like that? Um, and very early on, you can tell that the writer of this book. Oh, I just had his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He was a piece of shit. Um one of the things that he's one of the things that he is perhaps particularly worried about is um so this is this is chapter 5 for instance um and it's titled witches commonly perform their spells through sacraments of the church and how they impair the powers of generation so like this guy's really stressed out because witches apparently stop people from making babies uh, and so and so uh, he spends like a good he spends a good like yeah like four or five chapters here Going off about, excuse me, going off about, um, uh, so yeah, like chapter four, for instance, is here follows the way whereby witches copulate with those devils known as incubi. Um, chapter six is how witches impede and prevent the power of procreation. Um, and then chapter seven, which was of interest to me, um, but also just kind of funny. Chapter seven is how, as it were, they deprive man of his virile member. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has a whole he has a whole chapter on these anecdotes about well some say that over in this village in Poland um a guy couldn't get his wife pregnant and it was because of a witch <laughs> and after we burned her he got his wife pregnant <laughs> so without being too flip about it it is it is pretty fascinating to kind of go through and be like man they they went whole hog into this thing. They, they were well, not. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they believed in it way too hard. Mm-hmm. Way too hard. And that's, I guess, the sort of like other uh, devilishly um, tricky thing about this is like, oh, well, if you question any of these things, well, hey, that's just proof. That's just proof that you're <laughs> that you're in that you're in cahoots. So yeah, so yeah. I, I, not that I necessarily want to like read anything verbatim, but it was just kind of interesting to actually dive into and and right read on, some man. bits and pieces of it. So yeah, yeah awesome, yeah. cool. 
All right, so um, I'll just start, and this is in no particular order. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing that I consumed this week was a movie called Bloody Birthday. It's about triplets that were born on the eclipse. It's from the 80s, and it has some really unsettling scenes. It's Ooh. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's on Prime, like I said. There's, okay. I don't know. Nice. I, I don't want to, like, talk about it too much. But sure. sure. Without, sure. like, giving away a bunch of shit. It's, it's real unsettling, and... Boy, you just, it, it makes you really want to hit kids, is the point, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. All right, what you got, bud? Uh, well, yeah, I guess I guess I just was going more down kind of literary routes this time, or at least for this for these first couple of rounds. Oh, yeah, um, no, that's cool. But but also because, um, and, I, and I forget if I have mentioned this before in our uh, podcasting or if this will be the first time, uh, but I, I am also a, a, a pretty big pussycat. I, oh, are you? I, yeah, I get, I get freaked out about even like, like the mildest of horror movies or slasher films. I just, I, I just, I just can't do it. So instead, but, but yet I can read some really gruesome, kind of, kind of rough things and like not be as messed up by that. I don't know. Maybe it's a visual thing. But, yeah, um, no, I, I definitely feel that. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, yeah. I guess, I guess, all of my or most of mine were, were um, of, of of the reading variety, and I, um, I, I ended up also kind of uh, uh, choosing a lot of my uh, readings for this week on the on the scariest form of literature that there is, the ookiest, spookiest form of literature there is, poetry. Mormonism. Well, well, that too. <laughs> but yeah, I just found a bunch of old poems that are kind of spooky and, and a lot oh, of fun. Oh, watch it. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, this one uh, is called Her Strong Enchantments Failing by a guy named A.E. Houseman. Okay. Um, and I, I may have to come back also to this guy, A.E. Houseman, because uh, he was a classics scholar too. And he wrote, maybe, maybe we'll have a future like dramatic reading of, uh, of, of this play that he wrote. Cause he wrote a parody of a Greek tragedy and it is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> so, right. so, so yeah, A.E. Hausman is awesome. Um, and for, for many reasons, but, but this was his, uh, very, very spooky, scary poem. And, and then this is really short. So I'll, maybe I'll just read this one. Yeah. Uh, real yeah quick. So, so yeah, this is her strong enchantments failing. <clears throat> Her strong enchantments failing, her towers of fear in wreck, her limdex dried of poisons, and the knife at her neck. The queen of air and darkness begins to shrill and cry, O young man, O slayer, tomorrow you shall die. O queen of air and darkness, I think tis truth, you say, and I shall die tomorrow, but you will die today. All right. And so yeah, it's this kind of like sort of sort of battle against this this young warrior guy, this young nobleman or whatever, and he's fighting this like like queen enchantress thing in her in her dark tower. Um, and I don't know, I, th- I think that just kind of was a nice little nice little spooky spooky mood. Oh, I like it. It's good. Yeah. 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 Right on. All right. So um, not following in your vein, but maybe trying to get closer. <laughs> Yeah, because I just watched a ton of 
really weird movies this week. Like, that's that is okay. That's okay because this this is what we do. We're like like we're two wizards and we and we go to our different areas and we and we bring back yeah. what we think is important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. But so um, I did mix it up a little bit. Um, I didn't know if anyone else knew this or if you did, Josh. But there is a ton of uh, old radio shows just like online. And oh, um, yeah. I found a bunch of old Twilight Zone ones, and one that really stood out to me was To Serve Man. Oh, what a classic. What a classic episode. Yeah, and episode. it's aliens come down, and they give man everything, and they make it all better. And then they say, hey, humans, we made your life so great. Why don't you come check out our planet? And we're like, heck yeah, guys. And then we find out the nefarious reason is they want to eat us. Ooh, it's spooky. But it was fun. I, I don't know. I liked it. There was a line in there, and it's like, they were talking about as the ships had come down and the aliens stepped out and the guy goes, oh, what did it say? It was like, oh, what good fortune could this modern day Columbus bring to us? It's like, buddy, you, oh, this is some 1960s. Yeah. If only, well, but then again, like knowing how the episode plays out, maybe that wasn't. Maybe and then I thought about too that too. Off. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe Rod Serling knew what was up, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna say to, something here." Yeah, just had to like 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 he knew he couldn't give give the red pill to his like 1950s or 1960s audience like just whole whole. So he had to like <laughs> kind of break it up and mush it up into some anti communism like whatever, and then and then that's how he that's how he got got the red pill out. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good one that is a good one and well and and the episode well maybe i won't spoil the episode's title because that's that, that's also kind of a fun twist there but yeah um, but it's also yeah. what seven or 60 years old so you can, you can well spoil it. you never know maybe and simpsons did it and if you haven't seen well, the treehouse of horror go watch the treehouse of horror Go watch the show. So, so yeah, like serve, like to to serve man is the episode's title because it's a book. It's a book that the the extraterrestrials bring with them, and this crack team of scientists and linguists and all that they're trying to decipher this book. Yeah, and they, yeah. And they just decipher the title, or they translate the title. I guess would be a little more accurate. And they say, "Oh, to serve man, this is great. They're going to like be our servants and show us all their fancy alien technology and help us out." But then. But then they realize right at the very end that by serving man, they mean to like serve him as a light aperitif or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what you got, buddy? Uh, next up is uh, another poem, and and this one's a little longer, so I'll, so I'll, I'll spare us um, reading it. But this is called "Dead Man's Hate," and it's by Robert Irving Howard. Yeah, it's this uh, story of a of a man john john farrell maybe i'll just read the, the first couple lines yeah say, yeah sure um they hanged john farrell in the dawn amid the marketplace at dusk came adam brand to him and spat upon his face oh neighbors all spake adam brand you see john farrell's fate tis proven here a hempen noose is stronger than man's hate but then we find out not too long that maybe man's hate is stronger than a hempen noose and uh so yeah i'll I'll leave i'll leave uh i'll I'll leave that where it is for the time being if anyone wants to follow up with it but dead man's hate dead man's hate okay right on yeah it's pretty good pretty good okay um yeah so 
I'm not I'm not making a hot take. I'm not being controversial here, but I think I might no. have watched maybe one of the greatest horror movies of our generation, Josh, that we didn't even know that we have watched or mm-hmm. had. Oh, the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> yes. One of okay, the number one. Works. <laughs> yeah. Number one, dude. When's the last time you watched this movie? Because... Josh, oh, go watch this movie. Get off right as soon as we're done tonight. Right, right. When we're done here, go I'll get go off. It. And I watch. It's on Hulu. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, like I don't ask me why. I I got to thinking about it, and I was like, I haven't watched that in a while, and I did. And dude, number one, it's hilarious. Number one, the casting is insane. Val Kilmer's yeah. Moses, um, Ralph Fiennes is Ramses, like Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short are. Hotep and Hoy, the two priests, who are, right. like, Jeff Goldblum is Moses' brother, and he is a goddamn treasure, dude. But then, I, like, yeah. but then you watch it, and it's about this dude who kind of goes insane, and then has a hallucination, and then a mad god kills a bunch of people. <laughs> like... It's just really weird. I don't know. And I'm not trying to make a statement about anything, like, with sure. story-wise, but holy you. shit, dude. Like, it lures you yeah. in with, like, ha-ha, look how cute and fun we are. And then, Jesus Christ, dude, like, it it's real. also it's also an acid trip of a fucking movie, dude. Like, the scene of, the scene of Pharaoh throwing the uh, Jews into the Nile is, like, this weird, like, yeah. it's on, like... It looks like it, it looks like Egyptian block pattern, you know. It's not oh, okay. fluid animation. It's 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 mm-hmm. insane, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. watch the Prince of Egypt. It is weird. It is a lot of fun, and I know yeah, it's not spooky, that... but fucking a, it is. Well, it sort of blew me... my mind a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I just had to double check. So that came out in '98. So I would have been yes. like ten or eleven, something like that. We were um, and yeah, I think. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, and I think I think the 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 one and only time that I saw it was when it came out in movie theaters, and like I'm pretty sure that my mom took my brother and me. If you're like, oh, this looks fun, wow! And then like the drive home afterwards, we had to be like, is everybody okay? You guys doing okay? That was maybe a little more. That was a, maybe a little more than I think any one of us expected. <laughs> it is insane, and like yeah. Yeah, it's go watch it, dude. It's a lot of fun. It's great. I'm, yeah, I'm, Danny I'm Glover for... as Jethro, the leader of the uh, the Medians, is right. God damn, he's nuts. He's they're all so like, dude. Damn. Everybody in this movie gave a thousand percent, and maybe that's what I am finding so charming about it. And mm-hmm. then yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it also does flip like three quarters through, and it's like, oh, well, this is just insane. <laughs> Well, cause I, cause I know, I know like a little bit of the history of how like DreamWorks came to be. And like one of the major selling points was that, Hey, like, as opposed to Disney where they have to kind of like, uh, go like piecemeal and be like, uh, Hey, Mel Gibson, do you want, do you want to be a voice in, in an animated film? Um, yeah. Like, like DreamWorks like came out of like all of the major Hollywood studios. And so they could just, they just had all of these people pretty much on retainer. Yeah, and be like, "All right, you, bam, bam, go, 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 go," and then yeah, and then they got all sorts of people. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that, yeah, that Prince just, of Egypt. It's I will definitely have to. I'll have to give it another, another go around with a with a with a critical eye that my thirty year old 
plus self can bring. <laughs> and a couple great white buffaloes wouldn't hurt either. And, oh. and, and, I guess in a rare anti-Disney twist, instead of killing the parents, they killed the firstborns. This is, yeah, that's just yeah. another. So, yeah, that's just, just how DreamWorks was saying, hey, fuck you, Disney. All right, what you got before we stray into territory? Yeah, before we go. Offensive? It's all right. It's all right. Well, I'm, 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 I've still been in poetry world. Um, and so this is another one that's, that's, that's also, yeah, just kind of, kind of nice, eerie a little bit. Um, and fittingly enough, this one is called All Hallows Eve by Dorothy Tanning. Okay. Or, or excuse me, I guess uh, Dorothea. I think that's probably closer to it. Um, mm. And yeah, maybe maybe I'll just read the first couple lines from this too. Yeah, so, um, uh, be perfect, make it otherwise. Yesterday is torn in shreds. Lightning's, th- uh, lightning's thousand sulfur eyes rip apart the breathing beds. Here bones crack and pulverize. Doom creeps in on rubber treads. Ooh. Yeah. Kind of, well, and... and yeah, well, and and even like that, at least from the first like stanza there, that first little part. Yeah, like now here's even like some sort of like either mechanized or industrialized thing about doom creeps in on rubber treads. And again, like yeah. I'll, I'll leave that sort of be be for moment for the moment. But um, but yeah, it's also pretty good. Right on. Well, so I will flip the script now, and I do have a literary thing, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, De evolution by Max Brooks who you may remember from such yes. uh, from such works as World War Z and the Zombie Survival Guide and mm-hmm. having the greatest dad in the history of dads in Mel Brooks. <laughs> this is also true. It's about Mount Rainier erupting, and in the middle of the eruption, there's a Sasquatch attack on this weird hippie commune. <laughs> Dude, it is so great. <laughs> Sasquatch That's violence, awesome. like... And he really does a solid job of, like, just building the case for, you know, this might be plausible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is that sort of a, well, I guess you can't even call it historical fiction, but but it is. It's kind of, or or maybe like speculative fiction, I guess. I think that would be the the genre where it's like, if if this were to happen, here's how it could or, or, or whatever. Well, and he does break down, like, the the idea of, you know, the Bering Land Bridge and, like, there was an, a giant, like, 10-foot-tall ape in India 30,000 years ago when it was still frozen. So it totally could have right. come over and, it, I don't know, it's a good read. It's worth your time. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Bigfoot awesome. violence. And it is it is pretty <laughs> off-putting. Or not off-putting, but it, it does a good job. Like, right. it's not just hokey dumb shit. Right, 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 yes. right. <laughs> um, well, well. Next on my list, and and I I also uh, wanted to give this a more thorough looking at, uh, given given our Teddy Roosevelt episode, because this poem by Luis Erdrich is called Windigo. Ooh, and that's the same. It's the same title of the uh, of yeah the uh, the account. You could call yeah, it a the, short story. The you could story. Call, yeah, the, of of um, Bauman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so yeah, this is uh, this is um, this this has a little uh, and what I also like about this one is this is actually from the point of view of the Wendigo. It's it's Ooh, from the Wendigo's okay. perspective. So I'm yeah, in. maybe we'll read maybe we'll read a little bit of this too. So you knew I was coming for you, little one, when the kettle jumped into the fire. 
towels flapped on the hooks, and the dog crept off groaning into the deepest part of the woods. In the hackles of dry brush, a thin laughter started up. Mother scolded the food warm and smooth in the pot and called you to eat. But I spoke in the cold trees. New one, I have come for you. Child, hide and lie still. And then it goes on from there. Mm. So God, I like that, though. That's... So yeah, which which I, I I also appreciated this this poem that it does kind of come that it, that it's from the perspective of the sort of ooky spooky monster. So hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna do a Wendigo episode. Damn it. Oh yeah, bud. They're, they're, oh, they're yeah. so great. They're so. Oh great. yeah. Uh, my next one sure. was called Horror Noir. It was on Prime. Okay. And what it is is it's a history of African American horror. Oh yeah. It's really cool, and it's okay. interesting, and it has a lot of perspectives on stuff that, like, I had no idea, which, insert shocking sound here, but, like, little things, like, they talk about the uh, Gill Man from Creature from the Black Lagoon is, mm. like, a super racist caricature, because it has, like, these big old googly eyes and these huge bulging lips and shit, and it was, like, I I never realized that, and this woman's talking about it, I was, like, holy shit, she's right, like... Yeah. It's super cool. And the, yeah, like something there. Tony Todd has a bit in there. Uh, Keith David has a bit in there when you talk about doing mm. the thing. It's mm-hmm. it, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's worth your time. Again, that's, that's awesome. on Prime. That Yeah, it came out just this last year in 2020. So Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah I think I saw I think I saw some ads for that on, on on Prime or whatever. So cool. That's also good. That's also yeah. good to check that out. It's enjoyable, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else on my list? Uh, oh yeah, this one, this one was, was, was kind of fun. It wasn't necessarily like ooky spooky, but it was just kind of fun and silly. Um, another little poem is the, is the Goblin Market by the Christina Market. Ro- Rossetti. And it is, it's just a bunch of, you get what's on the, uh, what's on the package there. It's just a bunch of goblins, um, trying to like hawk their wares, um, and there's like a little, there's a little bit of a twist at the end, but, um, yeah. but yeah, like it's still, it's, it's still pretty good. Well, and this is actually a, a fairly long one too, but, but I, I was almost getting like some kind of like Dr. Susie kind of bits of it. Cause they're, they kind of do some fun rhyming things. And um, so, yeah, I don't know, like you could probably, you could probably have like a, like a grade school kid read this and they, they get a kick out of it. Cause it is it's sort of like it's goblins. They're just a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> right on. Yeah. All right. So um, coming up next, and I know I said these were in no particular order, and I guess I saved the most batshit for last. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we have Don't Let the River of Beast Get You. It's on Prime. Mm. It's dumb as shit. It might be the worst thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Uh. Like... I'm, okay, so basic breakdown that I can remember of this movie. It's, It was so long. It was an hour and 30 minutes long, right? Which I guess isn't bad. But every five but, minutes, I'm checking the time like, longer. surely. Like, yeah. oh my God, the journey of 10,000 steps began with pressing play. Like, <laughs> so this guy is a weird, disgraced tutor who lives in, like, a flop house for tutors. And he returns to his hometown to be a tutor once again. And he left his hometown because he swore that he saw some monster living in the river called the River Beast, and he had a breakdown, and the whole town treats him like shit. 
And he's trying to, like, win his ex-girlfriend back by finding the River Beast and proving it's real. It's weird. Like, I don't know if they, like... It's gotta be all the... It's gotta be everybody's, like, family and friends and shit. And God love them. You can tell that they tried to do something, like... But it misses every beat. It just isn't good. Until, until, until the last 15 minutes of the movie... When somehow everything comes together and it's like, it's, it's weird. It's like, you know, entropy, Josh, like the moon mm-hmm. exists the way it does because that's what it has to do because the right. entropic principle right. said so. Like it's there because it, like, that's how don't let the river beast gets you ends. There's this chick who pops and locks. There's this out of work street mu- <laughs> musician who, instead of drinking beer, gets inspired by the tutor to go play again and meets this weird popping and locking white bitch who gives us a lesson <laughs> on popping and locking in the middle of the movie. And this goes on for, like, three minutes. Like, again, go get you a great white buffalo and enjoy this movie because God love the guys that made it. Like, don't let the river bees get you. It's on Prime. Ah, cut to Josh with sports. Don't. I, uh, I like sports. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, well, yeah, I anyway. guess, I guess to, yeah. to yeah. get back in, into it. So let's see, was that, was that, um, I, I guess yeah, I lost so track. Yes, so we was should that, was each have six? one was that seven? Now. Okay, okay, yeah, perfect. And, and I do, actually. Because I, I also had, just on, just on, uh, weird, weird happenstance, coincidence, I actually do also have one that oh. isn't a literary thing um, this time around. <clears throat> and I have my youngest sister to thank for this because I was talking with her, um, just kind of catching up. And she mentioned that she watched this movie and I immediately thought like, oh my God, I have to watch this again and see if it's as terrible as I remember it being. And it was the Disney Channel original movie Halloween Town. Oh, 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 so spooky! It's the spookiest and one yeah, yet. It, oh it, man, this the worst that one. I, I couldn't sleep. Oh, that weird face makeup. Yeah, it just on on. So oh. so it was. It was just. I just had to. Which also like uh, now that I think about it, because I had to look it up afterwards. That was also 1998. So really quick, Josh, give us a. Give us a rundown. What's what's the plot of Halloween Town? Because like that oh was nineteen ninety eight. That's that's a while back, man. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, if you if you can call it a a plot, um, if you could call cheesecloth, channel like, your inner child cashmere. and feel feel the innocence flow so through there's... you before you knew what you know dramatic theory was and you know basic story yeah, structure and the hero's journey and yeah. Joseph Campbell what's that the man who makes soup who can say <laughs> also we need to like in addition to all the other creative projects that we yes. floated we need to we need to start a canned soup um company and have a whole line about like the hero's journey <laughs> like uh like refusing the call ravioli well that's pasta what, not same difference kind of though like yeah <laughs> it was about the same difference yeah we'll we'll so and we'll call it yeah joseph campbell's <laughs> finding the elixir 
Um, yeah, okay, so yeah, chicken soup, right minestrone, there. Minestrone, like, yeah. Because chicken soup, like, yeah, fixes exactly. everything. Exactly. What if instead exactly. of, like, we just had a soup bar and it was this? <laughs> no, perfect, yeah. Just, yeah, we, we could we can find a food truck. We can get a food truck for cheap. Um, and we'll just drive around and set up shop. And do yeah. All um, but anyway, anyway. And here, here's so, the passing of the first bowl. It's tomato soup. <laughs> But then the person says, like, oh, actually, this isn't what I ordered. And you say, ah, you refused the call. Well done. Beef stew <laughs> as temptress or tempt- or temptation from the true stew. <laughs> temptation from the true stew. I, I just, love it. I pulled up the hero's journey and I was, uh, a woman is temptress. <laughs> yeah. The no, ultimate awesome. boon, more like the ultimate Boston bean. Yeah, ultimate, the ultimate bisque. The ultimate bisque, dude. We're getting there. We're like the ultimate bisque. We're getting there. We'll, 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 we'll we will make this happen. In addition to all the other things that we've talked about. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Okay. This. Sorry. Anyway, back to okay. So anyway, back to spooky anyway, stuff. So how? So Halloween Town. Tells the story of, uh, oh, God, what was her name? Marnie? Marnie Piper. She's a precocious, yeah, I don't know, late middle school, early high school. I think 13. I think it even said 13. Um, and she's with her mom and her younger brother and her younger sister. And it's and it's Halloween time. And she, she says, Halloween is cool. And, uh, <laughs> and her... And her brother is the stereotypical nerdy younger brother with his glasses. And he's a doubting Thomas. And be like, actually, werewolves aren't real. They think it was just people high on mushrooms. Um, (laughs) And then the youngest sister is, yeah, just super cute. And like, I like Halloween. Uh, but then their mom is like weirdly anti-Halloween. It's like, oh, you kids, we can't go out trick-or-treating or whatever. Uh, but then Grandma shows up. Grandma! Grandma. Who's, who's uh, played by Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and Grandma who, uh, Aggie. Who you may remember from such films as Singing in the Rain. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> So 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 Agatha Aggie, um, she she um, she totally undercuts mom's authority. Let it be known. Which this was the other thing too. This also blew my mind. Okay. Like like after I watched this thing and had to do some. Research. So the mom, I, I forget the character's name. The actress who played the mom yes. played April played April O'Neil in the first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles. Oh shit. And when I when I saw that on Wikipedia, I I I I pissed my pants. I was like, no way, that like we can forget about six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Like we'll, we'll play six degrees of Debbie Debbie Reynolds. Six degrees of um, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> so so anyway, so 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 Grandma actually secretly like. Um, undercuts mom's authority and and enables her grandchildren's love of halloween because come to find out they're they're actually all witches they're witches what? and uh 
And as Marnie turns 13, her witch powers are starting to activate and blossom. And you can maybe read that as a metaphor for when when a girl when 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 a, when a girl becomes a woman i don't know so so yeah so so they're they're actually a family of witches and uh they they have they have magic magical powers and grandma decides to take grandkids to halloween town where it's halloween uh all all year all the time and 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 it's also kind of weird because there are uh residents of halloween town that are the sort of classic mgm movie monsters there's like werewolves and uh sort of sort of zombies and and mummies and things like that but then there's also just like dudes in like costumes so like there kind of seems to be a weird so it's like okay yeah here's like a classic like vampire or whatever but then there's also like just a dude in a clown costume (laughs) so there's a little that's me engaging yeah that's me engaging my like critical eye again, but I was told not to don't, do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're not allowed to. Just it's spooky. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not allowed to. It's spooky, and so uh, the 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 town is celebrating a thing, and the mayor is there, and turns out that Marnie actually comes from a very powerful family of uh, witches and wizards. So it's so she had like she's like the chosen one or whatever, and then I was honestly starting to zone out at this point. So some of the plot details might get a little foggy, but they have to, but they have to go around and like collect stuff. They have to get like a vampire tooth, and um, was it like like ghost sweat? They have to so they like go to like a like a twenty four hour fitness thing where there's a ghost on a treadmill, and they they have to collect his sweat. Oh, there's a uh, they have to get hair from a werewolf, and so they go to a salon where the werewolf is the hairstylist, and uh, they have to like steal it from a br- from a brush or something. <laughs> um, and then come to find out, the mayor's this like evil guy that Grandma stood up. Gra- like he he wanted Grandma to marry him, but she married a mortal instead. Oh no! And they put the things together oh well and i guess there's kind of a love interest there's like a kind of a love interest for marnie like he looks like a cool hip kid but it's actually just like a like a glamour spell that evil mayor dude cast on him and he turns out to be this like busted ugly like goblin person which Um, maybe goblin she fell in love with goblin person's personality and maybe we don't judge exterior marnie you bitch yeah, Marnie. You know, like try and try and look past, try and try and look past the like glamour, and you know, actually, actually, like, well, does he, does he, does he have life goals, or I don't know, <laughs> is he motivated? Um, and then, yeah, and then uh, actually, it turns out, so like, Marnie thinks that she's like the chosen one, but but they learn that they they need the whole family, they need the family, oh, the family. to come together. They need the fan, the power of the family. It's not just up to one person. It's the power of the family, and then they banish him off somewhere. But he comes back in the sequel, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I got inspired when my youngest sister said that, you know, she watched this just because it happened to be on, and I thought, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I remember. No, it is. It's, it's, um, it was a thing. <laughs> right on. It was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Which you can, which don't take my word for it. 
as LeVar Burton would say. All right. Well, yeah, Mark, I would hate to end on a stinker like that. So, like, bring, like, 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 bat clean up here. Bring okay. Us, bring us home with. So, and again, I don't, maybe that was the theme of this week. Like, some of them I couldn't tell if they were bad or they were good. But this one, I can't give you a definitive answer on. It's oh. called Jabberwocky, and it was on Prime. And it was presented with just, like, the classic, like, image of the Jabberwock. You know, the, like, long neck and the yeah, the weird hands. And it's, you know, you know what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it yeah. talks about, oh, this guy has to save the town from the monster. Right on. Cool. I'm in. It's it's 5 a.m. because my sleep cycle's screwed. Let's, <laughs> let's get into this mayhem. I'm horned up. Come to find out it's a movie by yeah. Terry Gilliam, who you might remember from Monty Python. So we'll oh, remember yeah. that. It's also the most British goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. The very first <laughs> moments of the of the movie are them reading uh, Lewis Carroll's The Jabberwocky, you know. Mm-hmm. And yep. Uh, yep. as, you, as do. you do. And it's like, okay, setting the theme. And then this hyper-violent kill happens. And I'm taken totally out of it because this movie's rated PG. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And as I'm watching, like... Number one, dude, if you could smell a movie, you can smell the... Because it's set in, you know, medieval, and they really do a solid... Man, those British people do a solid job of just, like, rolling in the stank, and you can, like, tell, and it's awful. And there's so much man-ass, because it's a British movie. And it's it's because they they think it's charming and hilarious, and it's just like, God damn, dude, tons of man ass. The entire thing is just this weird, like, story of this guy going, he just, like, lucks his way in and out of every situation. Again, until the last, like, five minutes where he somehow joins forces with the knight and fights the Jabberwock, and it's a horrifying puppet. Like, heads up, watch it for the puppet. It doesn't show up to the last ten minutes, but... And then the final, like, him killing the Jabberwock is fun, I guess, but... Ugh, I don't know. I'm going to say zero out of no Vorpal Blades on that one because it just... <laughs> zero out of no Vorpal Blades. It snicker-snacked oh, my enthusiasm <laughs> and then yeah. brain gimbaled away my joy for life. Like, I don't know. It was... That's... Man, that is... Because that, that's the thing with Terry Gilliam. Because, like, he has some... He, he, he does have some bangers. Yeah. Like, pretty much... Pretty much all, all of his mind, all of his Monty Python stuff. Um, Brazil. Yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe maybe it was cool back in the day. There was just like yeah. I said, it was super British, and it was so much happened that wasn't funny. Like I I don't I don't know. It, literally, I, I I would have played the let's take a drink every but every time someone pees on somebody game, but it was six in the morning. Like it's too early for that mayhem, you know. But it happened so frequently. It's like, I don't know. Where River Beast was enduring because it was so stupid, this was like, you guys Mm -hmm. are being dumb. Stop. I don't know, which is weird to hate on Terry Gilliam, but. Right, because that's just it. It's like. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the scariest thing is I'm, I'm hating on him. Here it is. Right. Well, and, but, but, but I think that that's, but, but I think that's just it too, is, is it's like when he's. When he's like a like a supporting or a contributing 
like uh, artist. Yeah, that, that seems to be when he's at his best. When he has maybe someone to be like, oh, okay, bud. Like maybe, maybe rein it in here. Say, take it back like twenty percent. Take it, but yeah, bring it, bring, bring it back. But yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So that was that was week one. Josh, really quick, give me that was it, give me one. your list rundown again, really quick. So I had the Malleus Maleficarum. I had um, Dead Man. Or I okay. Then I had her strong enchantments failing by A. E. Houseman. I had uh, Dead Man's Hate by Robert Irving Howard. After that, I believe I had All Hallows Eve by Dorothea Tanning. Then I had All Hallows by Luis Gluck. Uh, I had Windigo by Luis Erdrich. And then I had, of course, Halloween Town. Halloween Town. All right. And I had in no particular order of Bloody Birthday, Don't Let the River Bees Get You, The Prince of Egypt, To Serve Man, The Twilight Zone Radio Show, uh, Jabberwocky, Horror Noir, and De-Evolution by Max Brooks. And that was week number one, guys, of Two Wizards Halloween Challenge. Josh, we did it. We're better for it, maybe. We made it. Yeah. 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 And we uh and we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it rolling and like see what other new fun and exciting things we we can find uh for next Hell week. Oh yeah. Uh find us at Two Wizards Podcast on Instagram and Gmail and all that good stuff. And this would be a weird place to pick up for the first time, so why should we plug the other stuff? Because if you're here for the first time, go back and do the other episodes. Otherwise, you have zero context, and uh, don't be weird. Yeah. Right. That's not the kind of spooky we want. And we're doing all this work on our end. We're, we're, we're challenging ourselves. We're looking up new things. So, you know what? Do us a favor and you know, kind of go back and yeah. maybe, maybe do a, a little, little, little background knowledge on just who the two wizards are and what they do. Yeah. And in the meantime, we'll catch you guys next time. Josh, I'm going to stay horned up for spooky mayhem. How about you? Ooh, horned up for, you know, this is the first week and we got, and we got three and a half to go, but we're going to do it. We're going to do, do it. it. And we stay may or may not up. be 31 days dumber after this is said and done. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be like a two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. You know, like a two... Two two neural con- connections forward, one con- one neural connection severed. You know, I don't I don't know something <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right, have a good night. All righty, take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed.